0: Healthy from the inside out. This is Valley Well, Valle Salud, a health and wellness information program brought to you by Valleywise Health and District Medical Group. Each week, we go in depth with different healthcare experts on some of your top health questions, getting answers to help you live your best life. Welcome to Valley Well Valle Salud. I'm your host, Lauren Vargas. We all need sleep to survive, but most of us don't get nearly enough of it. So how important is sleep for your physical and mental health? And how do we get better sleep? Joining us to answer these questions and more is Dr. Shagoyeg Abdullahi. She's the medical director at ValleyWise Community Health Center, South Phoenix, which is opening August 17th. Dr. Abdullahi, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. I appreciate that. Good morning, everyone. So let's start at the basics. How does sleep actually work? How do how does your body fall asleep?
1: Um, excellent question. So your body actually has an internal clock and we kind of intuitively know about it as human beings. You know, we understand when we are hungry, we understand when we have energy. And so our body is this internal clock. It generally is about 24 hours. It is a little bit longer than a tad longer for men than 24 hours and a tad shorter for women, but it still is a 24-hour rhythm. It's called the circadian rhythm. And so it allows us to understand basically kind of when we need to be awake, when we need to be functional, and then when our body needs to kind of transition into a slower mode, and then when we need to rest, and it really picks up its cues from the environment. So it is from, you know, the light and what time of day it is. And it also depends on specific hormones, which are chemical substances produced in our body, which give cues to our brain in addition to the external stimulants of, you know, whether we need to be awake, the brain needs to be alert, or we need to kind of slowly transition into a phase where we need to rest and allow our body to rest. So that's one part of it. And then we also have what's called a sleep-wake homeostasis. That is your internal kind of truly chemical system, as I mentioned, that allows that combination with the external, you know, clock to kind of combine and allow you to understand intuitively uh, when you kind of need to rest. And it has to do a lot with what's surrounding you.
0: It's so interesting how the body works and how it kind of follows the earth's rhythm as well with the 24-hour cycle and the day and the night. So let's talk about all of the benefits of sleep. Obviously, there are many, but um, let's talk about some of the main benefits of sleep.
1: Um, I am very glad that you brought it up because, you know, people like to be very productive and kind of uh, forget that it is essential that we spend um, at least a third of the time in our 24 hours allowing our bodies to rest. The reason it is important, it is sleep actually is protective for our physical and mental health. We have very specific chemicals, uh, which are referred to cytokines, which are produced by our brain. Their function is to, during our sleep, to repair whatever damages has been done to our body, to kind of decrease the inflammation produced in our body by the uses of our body during the day, and also to remove the toxins produced in our body, specifically in our brain and it by doing that it supports growth and development in addition there are certain hormones that are kind of regulated specifically during nighttime and the regulation of those hormones and the balance of those hormones are necessary for growth and development and also impact our behavioral and mental health so if you do not get the necessary amount of sleep which for an adult on average, is anywhere between seven to nine hours a day, there's a little variation depending on your age, but generally that's the consensus, then you are significantly impacting those and increasing your risks for um, a subset of diseases and obesity.
0: That was my next question, is what happens if we don't get enough sleep? What are some of the risks?
1: So, uh, you know, um, it is well known to everyone that, um, you know, inflammation increases our risk for a lot of disease processes because, again, it impacts uh, these hormonal productions in our bodies or the production of certain chemicals in our bodies, which impact how we process uh, the sugar. So then we become what's called the technical term of insulin resistance, which means we have a difficult time processing our bl- the sugar in our bloodstream, which would predispose us to obesity, would predispose us to prediabetes and diabetes. Again, it may increase certain hormone levels in the body, which can then predispose to high blood pressure, can predispose to heart attacks or strokes. And this is just physical health. When you are not having enough sleep, sleep deprivation, or loss of sleep, or restorative sleep, which means that you truthfully feel refreshed from it, can impact your mood and how you process And starting from very basic things of when you lose actually even a couple of hours of sleep per night, you are um, almost non-functional like someone who is drunk. It also promotes uh, behavioral health issues such as depression or anxiety or adjustment disorder. So that is why uh, we really do need to pay attention to how we sleep and how long actually we sleep at night.
0: Absolutely. And I can vouch for that personally. When I don't get a good night's sleep, it is not a fun day the next day. If you're just tuning in with us, we are talking with Dr. Abdullahi about the importance of sleep. And she is going to be working at our new state-of-the-art Valleywise Community Health Center, South Phoenix. It's located at 35th Avenue in Southern, and it opens August 17th. We're talking about the risks of sleep deprivation. And there is a range, you said seven to nine hours on average the the adult person needs um, every night, but some people I, I've heard you know, we've all heard about Ryan Seacrest is a super high performing person. He's got all this stuff going on and uh, apparently he only sleeps four to five hours a night. Can some people get by and be fine with a lot less sleep than others?
1: Um, so st- an interesting question. I'd uh, actually have our studies done on it and there really have been, and you know, there have been actually dedicated uh, scientific endeavors to this. So realistically, no. People who do actually um, uh, do not sleep the regular amount of time, which as I said, for adults between 26 and 64, it's anywhere between seven to nine hours. Um, it definitely does impact their uh, physical or mental and behavioral health. Though, having said that, there is a specific subset of people who do have a genetic mutation and there are subgroup of families who have it and they have a very fascinating gene which you know, has, it's called ABRB1, um, which if they do have this gene present, then they generally need less than about six and a half hour of sleep. So if you are part of that family, then because of that genetic mutation, and it's, it's a subset of, you know, they're distributed everywhere, the family which was specifically studied was in California, then yes, that specific subset of group of people will have the same functions because of the expression of that gene, and will be able to be functional
0: but that is very small percentage, I'm sure.
1: Very small percentage. So you really are pushing your physical and mental health when it, it doesn't mean you can't do it. It just means at some point that lack of sleep will catch up with you with impacts on your physical and your mental health.
0: So is all sleep the same when you first fall asleep versus the middle of the night? Are there different stages of sleep? I know I've heard of, of REM sleep. Can we talk about how that works?
1: Absolutely. Again, another excellent question. Yes. Um, Sleep actually has very specific stages to it. Um, uh, It's referred to as cycles, generally a sleep cycle on average is about 90 to 100 to 10 minutes. Um, And generally all human beings um, kind of need mm, at least three to five cycles of sleep per night. So you do have what uh, correctly you referred to as a a REM sleep phase, which is where your eyes are rapidly moving. That's why it's called REM. It's rapid eye movement and a non-REM sleep phase. Your sleep starts with a non-REM sleep phase, which is where kind of, and everyone knows that you go into your bed and you're laying down and you're kind of groggy, sleep and wake. Um, and then this is generally a few minutes. Your heart rate starts to kind of slow down. Your breathing starts to slow down. And then from there you go into your second phase of uh, sleep which your heart rate continues to decrease your body temperature continues to decrease your breathing continues to decrease and if someone was checking your brain waves your brain waves would start kind of having these spindly shapes on them and then from there you go into your third phase of space which is a very deep deep sleep um and then generally uh and in the first part of the night, your deep sleep is longer and your REM sleep is shorter. And as you progress throughout the night, your REM sleep gets longer and your deep sleep gets shorter the deep sleep is where you really have your body kind of slowing down completely. And generally, um, you know, uh, the REM sleep comes at the end of this. The REM sleep is where generally you um, have your uh, dreams. It is generally, you know, where your brain tries to process all the information at that has, has gathered during the day and it tries to store it in the long-term uh, memory bank for you. And um, every human being has this cycle, as I said, it's, and beneficial is about to have an average five cycles, but uh, anywhere between three to five cycles of the sleep, depending on how long it is for each human being per night.
0: So we're talking about how important sleep is with Dr. Abdullahi. She's a Valleywise Health and District Medical Group physician. She'll be working at our new Valleywise Community Health Center in South Phoenix, opening August 17th. You can make an appointment with her or any of our providers. Um, we have telehealth services if you don't need to be seen in person. We also have some in-person availability. And you can make an appointment by calling 1-833-855-9973, Monday through Friday from 7th 30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or you can book an appointment on our website by visiting valleywisehealth.org. Can we talk about dreams for a little bit? They're they're so fascinating. Um, Obviously, people have been deciphering them for thousands of years. Why do humans and animals, I know my dog dreams, why do animals and people dream?
1: Another excellent question. So on average, we do actually dream about two hours every night, although we generally do not remember it when we wake up there have been as you correctly have said an incredible fascination throughout human history regarding our dreams and utilizing it kind of to predict future to predict you know the course of history um but the truth is that despite multiple multiple studies um there really has not been a very specific um uh, identification scientifically of why we do dream inherently we do know that dreams are necessary for the health of our brain we do know that in the the phase where you dream which is your REM sleep phase that is where your brain does process the information as i mentioned earlier and store it but um, it is based on the experiences on what you have imagined what you have processed but beyond that as of now we really do not have more information to kind of be able to elucidate why specifically do we need to have it physiologically. Um, two parts of the brain kind of feed into it. And if they do not collaborate with each other, uh, then you may dream, but you know, the function of maybe um, restoring their long-term memory may not happen or vice versa, but it is both of those functions are needed to kind of make sure that it happens. But beyond that, really, we do not have a lot more information.
0: Right. Yeah, it's so interesting, you know, what you remember and some of the dreams people have that, you know, quote unquote predicted some major event in the future. It's just so interesting. Um, So let's talk about how we can get better sleep. A lot of us don't get enough sleep. We're in a society where we're go, 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 very busy. Um, You know, some of us, it takes a long time to fall asleep. Others, we wake up throughout the night or we toss and turn. So, how can we um, as adults, let's just start with adults, get better sleep or a better sleep um, hygiene as some people call it?
1: Yes and, and it is actually the perfect term for it because just like anything else you do, it is kind of a routine and that's and hygiene the reason it's referred to is because it needs to be very rigorous and it kind of needs to be followed to make sure that it, it is assisting you to have restorative sleep. So um, like everything else in life, you need to be consistent with your sleep patterns. That means you really have to strive to go to bed at the same hour of the night. Generally, it is better not to go to sleep, you know, at the early hours of the morning and generally go to bed anywhere between 9.30 and 11.30 again it's the it's to promote those chemicals that are produced in your uh brain and it is also best to approximately get up at the same time in the morning including the weekends actually and um if you kind of have even paid attention to your own body lauren you will see that there are days that you know you do wake up and you wake up before your alarm clock and you feel refreshed that is because you really have slept at the right time your body followed its kind of internal clock, went those, through those cycles, and you woke up because your body was ready to wake up. Um, you know, you need to really make sure the environment where you're going to sleep in is a comfortable environment. So, you know, it ha- our body responds, as I mentioned earlier, to uh, what's surrounding it. So if your body sees light, then what your, the message your brain is getting is, I need to stay awake, versus if you start kind of, you know, slowing down, And turning down the light and making sure that you're not, you know, watching anything that is exciting you, then your body kind of gets that message that it needs to slowly move towards where it needs to kind of get rest, Um, and uh, relax. And then the temperature in the uh, environment is important. Your pillow and your mattress are important. The other thing is, you know, as you mentioned, we're in an environment where we are very used to electronics and to be, you know, constantly in connection with others. And our brain actually needs time to kind of shut down. So making sure that we are turning off the devices about half an hour before our bedtime and you know, listening—if we really want to do something soothing—soothing soothing music, disconnect, and make sure that we do not have devices in our bedroom—are all good places to start for good sleep hygiene.
0: Yes, my husband scolds me all the time because my latest addiction is TikTok. It's this app, this video app, and it's super addicting. And I know I shouldn't watch it right before bed, but it's just you know my time, and it does seem to make it harder to sleep. Um, we are talking about sleep and the importance of sleep with Dr. Abdolaki. and I want to introduce Chencho Flores. He's our audio producer for the show, and he was very excited about this topic. He has a few questions for you, if you don't mind.
1: Absolutely. I have severe sleep apnea. Can you talk a little bit about how that affects our ability to to sleep and to rest and
0: what it does to us?
1: Oh, absolutely. Thank you for bringing that up. So, you know, sometimes we do not have restorative sleep, as you mentioned very correctly, you have what's referred to commonly as a um, sleep disorder. Now, sleep disorders are not one group of things. They're not identical or similar, but because they impact uh, sleep, they're put into this kind of collective basket with this nomenclature. One of the more common ones is actually obstructive sleep apnea. And um, as its name says, it's an obstruction in your airway generally. So it's a, that happens because the muscles either in the back of your throat um, are getting kind of uh, floppier, for lack of a better word, or, you know, you just, because you gain weight, you have more tissue in the back of your throat. And so, you know, oxygen cannot get in as well as it should. And this is called peripheral obstructive sleep apnea. And generally, if that is happening, some of the ways you can kind of identify a patient Uh, you know, prior to going to your doctor, you absolutely do need to seek seek a doctor's opinion on this is, you know, if someone snores incredibly loudly at night, especially if they gasp for breath, uh, people who are overweight are at higher risk for it. But that doesn't mean that if you're not overweight, you may not have it. Because as I said, it really depends on kind of how the back of your throat, upper airway kind of how much tissue you have that and how kind of those muscles are able to keep those airways open the other one is if you really kind of wake up in the morning and you really are still tired you doze off during the day especially if you're doing something that is repetitive like in sitting in front of the computer if you doze off while you're watching um Uh, TV. Um, So if you really have those, then it is um, very important to make sure that you go actually to your physician, they will refer you to uh, get a sleep study, which is done by a specialist, they're usually sleep specialists. And if you do have sleep apnea, then you will get a very specific breathing machine, which you will use at nighttime, which will allow you to keep those airways open, make sure that oxygen gets in well, and then that you get a restorative sleep. My next question, and I'm actually gonna pass it off
0: back to Lauren, because I'm sure she was gonna talk about this, but can we talk about the uh, importance of good sleep habits for kids?
1: Absolutely. So as we know, children are growing, their brains are growing, and they're particularly susceptible to, uh, if they lose sleep, to kind of impact their school productivity, to impact their mood and their growth. So it is essential for children to get sufficient sleep and to be taught to have good sleep habits from, right, um, from when they're, truthfully, toddlers. And the interesting thing is that there was a recent update of how much sleep actually children need. So your infants, which are between four and 11 months, actually need around between 12 and 15 hours of sleep including their naps that is a pretty big amount and it's needed, it is and it's needed to kind of for all children it allows them actually to have a healthy growth it allows their brain to kind of truthfully the information they've gathered during the day to kind of be able to register put it in the long-term memory and it also helps them kind of make sure that they have a healthy Um, attitude towards uh, life when they're awake because they're not cranky. Their uh, attention does not get impacted by sleep deprivation. They can learn better, they can interact better. They um, also have better interactions and kind of resolving conflicts. So toddlers between one and two actually need 11 to 14 hours of sleep with their naps. Your preschoolers, your three to five-year-olds need anywhere between 10 to 13 hours with naps. And your six to 13 year olds actually need uh, anywhere between nine and 11 hours. They don't need naps. Now, having said that, as you go towards your preteen and teen years, their sleep cycle is a tad different than adults. They tend to kind of uh, pick up on those cues physiologically, which means what your internal clock is telling you to go to sleep a little bit later in the day. That's why they have the tendency to sleep a little bit later. And that's the the same reason why then it's harder for them to wake up earlier in the morning. And that kind of internal clock, which is there for your preteens and teens, kind of uh, resets to an adult's um, uh, internal clock somewhere around when they're around 18 or 21. And that's why um, some schools actually have moved their uh, classes to later in the morning and no longer at 7.30, 7.45 because of the studies that were published regarding this so that they could make sure that they, uh, your te- preteens and teens were getting those sufficient sleep cycles um, to make sure that it would, uh, they would have a healthy uh, attitude in the morning physically and also behaviorally to be able to participate in learning and to learn uh, collectively how to interact with their fellow uh, teenagers. Absolutely.
0: I would have loved that because we started school, I think it was 7, 7.30, and I was always exhausted. I mean, if you think about it and you backtrack, you're, you're waking up at 5, 5.30 in order to make it on time. And You know, it sounds like these kids need a lot of sleep, a lot of hours, but when you think about it, it makes sense. There's so much growing physically and mentally going on that they need that time to reset.
1: Absolutely.
0: So we only have a couple more minutes, and just to check in one more time, um, if you're just tuning in with us, we're speaking with Dr. Abdullahi about the importance of sleep. She'll be working at our ValleyWise Community Health Center in South Phoenix. It's at 35th Avenue and Southern, and it's opening August 17th, a beautiful facility. If you need to make an appointment with a doctor, you can do so over video or phone call, or we have in-person availability. You can call 833 833- 855-9973, or you can visit our website, valleywisehealth.org. So my final questions are, how do you feel about naps for adults? Do you recommend them?
1: Oh, that is a wonderful question. Yes, adults definitely can nap. Especially if they have for specific reasons, because let's be very honest, life is life and life is reality. And although we strive for a perfect state and we strive to always, you know, make sure that we have uh, functions that are A standard, and we are able to move through them. Life is life, and you may have times where you have had to wake up earlier. You have missed sleep, and so yes, definitely as an adult, you can nap. The recommendations are maximum fifteen to twenty minutes, if needed, not more than that. And that That doesn't sound like very much. That isn't very much, and it is generally recommended to have maximum two in a day: one in mid morning and one early in the afternoon, so that it won't impact your sleep later that evening. Got it. Well,
0: this has been really uh, interesting to learn all about sleep, how it works, how to get better sleep. Um, And thank you, Dr. Abdullahi, for taking the time today to to talk with us about that.
1: Thank you so much. Take care and have a wonderful and beautiful day.
0: Absolutely. And if you missed any of today's segment, uh, we do have a blog on valleywisehealth.org right now that you can check out and learn more about it. Thank you all for listening and we'll see you next time. We hope you enjoyed listening to Valley Well, Valle Salute, a health and wellness information program brought to you by Valleywise Health and District Medical Group. If you're looking for more information about what you have heard today, visit us online at valleywisehealth.org slash be well. There you'll find blogs and videos from our healthcare providers and you can even book an appointment at a Valleywise Community Health Center near you. That's valleywisehealth.org slash be well. Thanks for listening and we hope you'll tune in again soon.